Welcome to the Strange Currencies Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. And I'm Tim. Hmm. I think. Yes, you are. Okay, thank you. All right. Always with a bit. Confirmed. All right. Um, how's it going, guys? I, I'm doing well. I am drinking a Wander Jack IPA. Thank you mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for allowing me. Same. Same. Uh, although I'm not doing it with the same style and pizzazz yeah. um, that Tim is. <clears throat> that league champion over there. It, it, it's, it, for those of you who cannot see this glorious sight, Timothy Wait. is wearing a... Some, uh, some can, apparently. Some I was going to say, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of scared of the fact that some people can see this. Timothy's but, uh, got a stein well, it's full a, of <clears throat> Wonderjack. It's a 16-ounce can, I think, right? Yeah. 16.9. Well, yeah, so it's like too big for a regular pint glass. That's almost fair, 17. Fair. <laughs> and so I grabbed the biggest thing I could find in the cabinet, which is this ridiculous glass <laughs> stein, which is probably like 32 ounces. Uh, uh, I'd say maybe 22. Just the image of maybe. Tim's bearded self with the stein <laughs> resting on his thigh. Yes. Late, lately, I've been doing... It's so um, heavy, you got to rest it. It's good. Lately, I've been doing two of those size cans. Usually a Wander Jack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's another mm-hmm. you know, break side. But uh, in that size, and two will definitely not even fill... I mean, two will... Really? Well, we'll no, well, wait, sorry, sorry. I, I said that wrong. Two, two will, will fit. Will, yes. That, that'll hold about two-thirds of one, okay. if not close to three-quarters. So I, I'm going to guess it's maybe 22, 24, because i, like I got to do a lot of refills. But it looks like we're in an Oktoberfest, but... uh, you know, hall or something. Yeah. There needs to be a shanty going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of this is really just <laughs> confirming the fact that we need to turn this into a video podcast. Yeah, so that oh, hey, see. You know, that's what the people are demanding yeah. then, you know. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, by the way, am slumming it with a, a frame. No. Which I got some, frame, I got some problems oh, with you people. Okay. All right. <laughs> Is um, this Festivus? Yeah. Yeah. No. First off, why did you trade Jay Buner? Um, mm. but yeah. Anyway. I got a couple of issues. <laughs> oh, <yeah. So>, okay. <laughs> it took me a second. It, it, references are kept, kept, you're not, yeah, anyway. Nah. All right. It's the beer. I know. It's it's that massive <laughs> well, stein of beer. I'm just uh, saying we're going to need a lot of it to get through this. Is an ABV called weight? Or is that a different term for beer? There's something about weight with beer, but this glass, this mug is so heavy that it, it has it added weight. Well, you're like burning off the so calories I'm getting from more, the beer. By I, guess. Guess. I was going to say I'm getting more drunk because the oh. mug weighs more somehow. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right. Well, hey, um, we've done our beer update. We have. Um, let's see what else. Revisions. I didn't. I didn't find any corrections from last no, episode. I didn't even listen. I barely listened to the last. I don't episode. listen to uh, podcasts. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't have any corrections. I don't even know what was our last. Con- what was our last? Podcast was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, that's we were right. deciding. Okay. And I don't know if there's been any like further. I don't know. Did they actually? When is the nomination? When does it? I don't know. I mean, um, we, well, I, we, we could go and you know oh. do an update on the vote totals, but we, we've I, given way too much right, attention right. to the Rock and Roll Hall. I, I, I guess my update forever. would be that I did finally listen to some Kate Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, that mm-hmm. was actually on my list of things I wanted to talk about, so yeah. yeah. Uh, all I listened to was the first album, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I knew I would. It's like that kind of weirdo art rock yeah. that I'm into. My only uh, The only thing that disappointed me was how, and I think I told you guys this, was how much... Well, it was the realization that uh, Joanna Newsom completely lifted her vocal style from Kate Bush. Yeah, I, I, it's, you can definitely hear the influence. I wouldn't say completely. Mm, I don't know, man. There's some Karen Dalton in there for sure. Oh, okay. There's 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 some others that yeah. you can tell she was influenced by. I love Joanna Newsom. She's great. But in it's fact, one of the... I just completed my Joanna Newsom oh, nice. collection yesterday. Cool. I got got divers and I got all four. But, I, uh, 
I, I don't have E's. That's the only one I don't have on vinyl. But yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Um, I used to hate E's, but... I kind of do still, I eased but... up on it. Okay. Hey. Nice. Hey. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like when you hear a cover for the first time. You've ever heard a song, you don't realize it's mm-hmm. a cover, and then you realize, oh uh, man, they didn't even write this one. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt <laughs> listening to Kate Bush. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like... Joanna. I'm a little disillusioned <laughs> now, but... That's fine. Hey, I have since then. I have added uh, Kate Bush's um, Hounds of Love to my pixel art mm, album wall. Nice. I've immortalized nice. it. Was that the other one you recommended? Hounds of Love? Well, Hounds of Love is, is the peak. Now, uh, okay. you, you've mentioned that you like to go through things chronologically. Yeah. Generally. Mm-hmm. Her second album's a bit of a disappointment. It was kind of rushed. It, it's got some good tracks okay. on it. But I wasn't as, as into it. I started listening to okay. it, and I thought, yeah, eh, it, it's, later. it's the weakest, I would say, the first okay. you know decade of good her career. Know. But uh, but yeah, there's there's good mm-hmm. stuff around the corner. Um, I think Never Forever is is her third. I feel like maybe I'm forgetting one. No, I, mm. I think that's right. And then uh, the Dreaming, which you'll really like. That, okay. That's where she really kind of starts to. Although Never Forever's got like Babushka on it. I don't know okay. You know, mm. that one. Well, hey, she, um, she starts getting weird there. But but cool, then cool. yeah, uh, very much so with the Dreaming, and then Has Love is just a right on. masterpiece. I don't know if y'all heard that little chime, but we have listeners that are trying to cut in on the live, you know, question and answer line. The ones who are watching? <laughs> I, I yeah, they're the ones that can see the size of my mug. I just got a text um, that is apropos for this conversation. Do you have a playlist of songs like All By Women or Songs for Women History Month? It's for yeah. my daughter. Oh. Hey, maybe she needs to listen to your, uh, I, maybe I need to dub a copy of this, you know, Sacred Lily playlist. Oh, I did, yeah. I did make a pretty legendary. It's legendary. three volumes in now. Three volumes. Nice. Yeah. It's, hmm. I don't know it's if my daughter can handle songs that. But now at this point, but uh, hey, that that brought a little pride to my heart <laughs> just then. She's asking for my input. Wow. Okay. Nice. Well, there you go. I'll have to turn her on to some Kate Bush and some uh, Joanna Newsom. Oh, you did do some more of this uh, embarrassment while dropping off at school. Oh stuff, yeah, you know? I'll have to. I'll have to get her some. Uh, well, we won't. Maybe play Kate Bush instead of Right Said Fred. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and she'll I'll still be embarrassed, but you'll be like, hey, uh, it's a woman artist. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. See about that. Um, let's see here. Oh, okay. There, there is something else mm. actually that we have to address from last time. We were talking about the whole like pre-war America and, and you were riffing on the whole, oh, pre-war, like, like right now. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> since that last episode Ooh. was recorded. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry so to be we're in our post-war. Down. Well, no. No, no we're, we're in current. Mid-war? Yeah. Mid-war. So. Mid-war era. Mm-hmm. Um, but a transition then to we're no longer in pre-war mm-hmm. America month on Strange Currencies. We're now in the middle of Pavement Month. Pavement Month? Okay. Uh, I, I decided we were going to like talk about this stuff early because we always get sure. to this like at we the do end that at the of end. an episode. It's too long. We've already... I have to edit it all out and then, you know... <laughs> It's usually Tim riffing about something, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. pavement month this month. Uh, All right, yeah, we got some stuff coming out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe some asphalt. And, collective um, favorite bands. Little concrete. Concrete. Little, mm-hmm. um, oh yeah, pavement. The band. Oh okay. Yeah. See, I was thinking more organics. I was starting to move towards you know maybe some peat moss. <laughs> uh, you know, you could sod. A little, plant, plant man. <laughs> that's where I was going. It all comes together yeah. for a little plant uh, man. Are we going to hear some Plant Man on uh, Pavement Month? We'll see. I hope. I <laughs> hope there's Gary Young something feature. about there. We'll yeah. do a whole episode on Plant Man. Yeah, if you have not, uh, I currently just today just. discovered Plant Man in, it, in all its glory. Yeah. And uh, I have learned the only true way to experience Plant Man is by watching the video. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So get on YouTube. Gary Young, yeah. Plant Man. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, yeah, just Google Plant Man yeah. and, and watch the video. And be happy. And, and then and come the- join us on Strange Currencies for 
Pavement Month. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was the original drummer of Pavement. Is, okay. is the Plant Man. Right, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Did he play spatulas and ladles? I don't know. Um, and Astanovich was... did uh, yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, recently they did a. Oh, that's right. The wooden spoon. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. playing wooden spoons for the uh, David Berman tribute okay. show, okay. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gary Young would do like headstands. Right. Right. Yeah. Like during Malcolm's songs, like solo songs. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> to annoy him. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now Malcolm was just like lays down on the ground while they play Spiral Stairs songs. Just to piss him off, I think. That's the correct <laughs> tactic. Posture. Hey, yeah. hey. Maybe I'll write an article all about Spiral Stairs and how much I do not like his songs. Wow. Dave with <laughs> Ikea is great. And that's like your no, least favorite of all of them. Probably. Too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hey, we're going to sort this out at some point here during Pavement Month. But. Yeah, there it is. All right. I like it. Um, okay, let's take a quick break here, yeah. and we're going to come back and introduce our, our topic oh, here. Need to we're inaugurating a new series. Before we start this new series. New series, yeah. <laughs> Whose so idea was this? Oh. We're going to come back, and we'll uh, we'll explain the concept behind our new series, and um, oh. yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> On the Strange Currencies podcast, uh, here today to inaugurate a new series for the podcast. We've we've had a few of these recurring series. Um, yeah, uh, we've done. You know, replacing, replacing is, is replacing a where yeah. we we pick a song that is largely an album, an album that is largely canonized or considered great, and but that actually have, sucks. It's terrible, yeah. and so we replace it. We mm-hmm. make suggestions. Yeah. How did <sighs> that, that might be our only series? So <laughs> I think that's the only series. How, uh, yeah, but I will say we 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 had some. Um, I don't know how we came up with this, but if you're clicking on this, I imagine the title of this episode is something like "Runt of the Litter." Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Are, I think that's that, what we're going to go with. To call this thing right? "Runt of the Litter" because this is a this is an issue. We have artists that we love, that we care about, that that whose body of work has moments of glory. But there are also moments where there are tragic. Pieces. Yeah, there there's are, a turkey in every bunch. There is a turkey. Not every bunch. Th- not every bunch has a turkey. Yeah, I think well, it's so relative. I, mean, I think it's relative. It's it, yeah. You're you you are correct in that it's relative. But I mean, we're talking about pavement month right now. Five albums. All five of those albums are the worst of them is still excellent. True. So, but from yeah. time to time, pavement won't, won't be featured based on the parameters of mm. how we've defined run to litter. And we'll mm. get to that specific in just a minute. But sorry, go ahead. But, go but ahead. from time to time, you see you see a litter, and there tends to be a runt that just does not belong. It's just it's smaller than the rest. It's inferior. It looks sickly. You know, maybe a little, maybe it limps. <laughs> maybe it can't see out of one eye. It's got like a clipped tail or an ear. <laughs> Deformed of some sort, or and, and, and still, so that's still deserving of love. I mean, well, I'm, I'm well sure, like, I, that's Hitler. That, well, no, that's my point. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. sometimes there is a runt of the litter, and you're torn. You're like, what do we do with this? What do we do? How do you? 
this is smaller. It, 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 maybe it needs some additional understanding. Maybe it needs some nurturing, some extra mm-hmm. care. We might need to be a little more patient with it. We right? might need to be more patient. Maybe give it a little extra time to catch up. Maybe maybe scooch some of the others around so mm-hmm. that it can get to the food bowl. What I think is a good maybe a, a, a good analogy for this is that, yeah, if you do have a litter of puppies, it's not necessarily that you're looking at them and saying, well, that one sucks. It's more like you invite people over like, hey, we got free puppies. Pick one. Yeah. And we're talking about the one that's last There's picked. usually yeah. one mm-hmm. that gets stuck behind right. and that it doesn't isn't appreciated. Exactly. And so so you have – there's three things that you can do here. When What's that? You, this when, word, when this you, word just gets mean. <laughs> I'm just saying if there's a runt of the litter – you can, you know, somebody can come along and adopt that runt and give it the love and care that it needs. Sometimes it needs to go off to the shelter and just, you know, mm-hmm. sit there, maybe grow a little bit, and then maybe revisit it later. Or this is a shelter, I think, in, the, in yeah, this scenario, right? Yeah, and you yeah. go in there and, and, yeah, you're either going to adopt a pet, leave it for someone else to adopt... Or you're going to let it go off to the farm, uh, it, so to speak. Upstate. Upstate, yeah. you know, Send to play upstate. with the like other that. We are in like the extreme runs. northern edge of Oregon, but, uh, you know, somewhere <laughs> upstate, we'll say. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that, 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 hmm, that one just needs to go, right? To put it nicely. There's just no other, um, yeah, there's just no other end. I, you know, if, if mm-hmm. someone was insensitive... <laughs> and was harsh and cruel. They might throw it in a gunny sack and oh drown it in the river or something yeah. like that. You know, but we See, wouldn't do that. We would now, send them yeah, to it, a farm. And, and all of us uh, here at Strange Currencies, we don't actually endorse that last option for we any. Don't. Except we for Glenn. Don't. For any dog, unless it's again, Glenn like, endorses. No, that is it, the thing of nightmares. Dog, but but that still. is the thing of nightmares. You don't do that. Yeah. You know, every creature is deserving mm-hmm. to some extent. But, but not every album is deserving. Not every album. Every, some albums you need to send off to the farm. Specifically because just, we're talking about albums, we can say. Yes. We can say You that. can throw some of the, these albums in a, in, in, in the in a gunny, gunny sack, sack and drown, drown it in the river. river. Right. Yeah. That's essentially what we're saying. So yeah. we, we, we're going to introduce, I don't know if this is going to work. We're going to see. We're trying it out. We're going to see if this sticks. But we have a series of, of albums, ideas, where we're going to pick... A handful of runs. We're gonna hand. We're gonna pick like you know three maybe three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Three seems like a round number. There's three of us each. There's that one round number per well, se. But is it, any it, number it round except sense. for zero? I don't know. Well, so 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 we're gonna, we're not clearly not mathematicians here. Uh, so we are going to present a, a handful of albums. It's an odd number. Okay. For like the odd sure. man out of the oh the so magic number. I feel mm-hmm. like it's only fair if we present three albums. Right. We decide which one should we adopt. Mm-hmm. That traditionally has been left behind. Mm-hmm. Which one should we, you know, maybe give some patience to? And which one should we throw in a gunny sack? And and we haven't really talked about this much other than just a rambling text message Thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. here. Right. But do we have to come to a consensus as a group then on which one is the adopt, which one's the leave, and which one's the I don't know. That sack? might be up for debate. Maybe we'll I mean, we'll we decide. can all put in our votes. I think we will end up agreeing uh, in the I, end. I, I yeah. think we should. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just feel like... You know, to get that coveted Strange Currencies endorsement, um, mm-hmm. some of these albums, we've got to come uh-huh. away with one that I we adopt. So. Yeah, uh, okay, I think, I think uh, we and could, one that we 
yeah. drown in the river. If we use reason, <laughs> I think and we logic should use uh, send up state. I think that's send the analogy. Maybe use. is a better. <laughs> all right, uh, you're going to be getting all of those fan fan emails are going to be. You know, that was going to be directed idea, toward Glenn. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> He's talking about drowning things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we should also talk a little bit about some of the parameters and that we've defined in mm-hmm. terms of how an album merits consideration for run to right litter. because we could we could you know that some people think that music is subjective which it's not <laughs> clearly yeah. uh and so you know you could just say oh well i think this one's a run well is it really is it really a run right. well for the sake of ours we need a little bit more structure. guideline yeah. a little mm-hmm. more structure so we we've gone to our friends at rate your music mm-hmm. uh which is a, a solid we we appreciate it's you know, community utility, utility. Yeah. and uh, and we have kind of set a bar, if you will. A three is kind of the threshold for us. Yeah, a three is kind of at that uh, you know on a scale Mendoza of one to five, line, if you will, the, the Foo Fighters line the of Foo anything Fighters better line. than it is good, and anything worse than it is is generally mm-hmm. seen as kind okay. of eh. not worth your time. Yeah, and this because rate your music is kind of like a. Like an ongoing informal poll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of it's, people it's who are back interested the, yeah. and invested in music. <clears throat> it goes back to the ex- example of like a bunch of people come by to look at your puppies and mm-hmm. like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a majority opinion that ends up yeah. applying. That's saying, hey, the, community, the uh, this community score. suggests right. that this is mm-hmm. the best of the litter right. and this is probably going to score like a 4.2 or 4.1 yeah. on mm-hmm. that five-point scale. And they're all going to, you know, everybody agrees that this is mm-hmm. the strongest, strappiness pup. Yeah. So, yeah. so rate your music for the uninitiated. It's uh, it's rating albums on a half scale, like yeah. half point to half five. Point to five. Point. Yeah. Right. Um, anything that's anywhere near a four is is a very well regarded. I mean, if yes. you're at a four and above, that's a very very well regarded record. Right. Um, and again, yeah, below three is where where they start to get a little questionable. Below yeah. two is like abysmal, abysmal. usually. And um, but, but yeah, I mean, what pretty we, much if you're if you're selective with your music listening. And there's an album on there with consensus, with, with you know, it's, there needs to be a, a decent number of reviews or votes because there is sample size. But oh, yeah. if, it's, if it's generally, you know, regarded as below three, eesh, it's yeah. probably going to be hanging out at the shelter for a while. Yeah. You probably, there's mm. other albums worth your time. It, but if the, it's below three, it's been definitely referred to as a runt in, in multiple exactly. places. Multiple right. places. It doesn't so, necessarily mean it's bad, but... No, yeah. Well, sure, it, somebody's right. going to come around exactly. and want that runt, and yeah, so yeah. somebody's mm. going to give it a five star. Well, mm. And that's kind of the purpose of this right. series, yeah. is right. to some of those records have an undeservedly low score. Not right. A, a, not reasonable, I think, uh, we think. And if the uninitiated um, were to go by and say, oh, it's sub three, oh, it's not just, worth my I'm time. I'm never going to listen to that album, but well, they might be missing a gem. You might, because mm-hmm. there might be some of those runs who are worth loving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there. the candy. I love runs. Mm-hmm. The candy. Yeah, they're delicious. Except the bananas. Yeah, the bananas suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they'll, those get sent upstate. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So, um, you know, in order to like qualify, so yes, any album that we're going to discuss for Run to the Litter is a sub three record. On Rate Your Music. On Your Rate yeah. Your Music. But it also, on the, the flip side of that, I mean, there are some artists who are, are you know, all of their music is sub three. All of them. Right. We're, we're also talking artists that have very highly regarded records. Oh, right. um, you know, on, on Rate Your Music, if it's something, if something is bolded. 
right um, then it's regarded that means there's a significant number of people who have given input yeah and then a significant number of those inputs are on the higher end exactly and And yeah like generally you know the artists that we're gonna be talking about have, have released legitimately classic records right and all three of the artists who we're talking about today have released some, a number some of pretty classic yeah, albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them. Well, but, but still. But we acknowledge that some, some in this litter mm-hmm. is a yeah. little bit questionable. Yeah. So In need of some extra care, perhaps. For this first set, which we'll get into our, our three nominees here <sighs> shortly... We kind of decided we were going to start this off. We took all of this whole, I made a whole big list of all mm. of these albums that qualified sub as sub threes, threes and from put them into a lot of really interesting categories bolded. and some categories yeah. that we're going to come mm-hmm. back to in future, uh, mm-hmm. future episodes of this series. For our first episode of, of okay. Runt of the Litter, we decided to focus on, on what some could be considered runts. Yeah, some iconic runs, mm-hmm. but ones that could just like fall into the category of what the fuck mm. was the artist even really thinking and, when they made this record? And I will say that probably the nature of this series is going to be explicit. I mean, we're talking about albums that it, like elicit some very strong emotions. So there's probably going to be some language. There might be some, some cussing. There might yeah. be some strong feelings because i know i've had them dead this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. i'd like to i'd like to acknowledge the um the 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 inherent flaw of the system is that we just picked three albums that are terrible that i have to listen to <laughs> for an entire couple weeks one of them's but, a double album and i'm just saying it was not necessarily though like that's the thing okay we're, well, we're in the but by of, and large ugh, we're in the business of trying to rehabilitate a reputation of at least some of these albums yeah. because some of them we're adopting. Hey, like, I feel like every I, time we have to adopt one of them, even yeah. if we think that it's not great. We I still feel like there's going to be one. some episodes in this series <laughs> that oh, yeah. are all of them need to go to the farm. Maybe, but that's um, not that's not the okay, nature okay, of right, this, and right. so we have we're to humanitarians here. There, okay. there might be sometimes where we we send one to the farm that's actually better. Oh, oh okay. Then right. then one that we fair. adopt okay. in a different episode. Uh, mm-hmm. In a different category, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. 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 But sure. this this first episode again, yeah, we're focusing on the sort of what the fuck Ooh. were they thinking were they when they thinking? made this album? Yeah. Where yeah. where yeah. was their judgment? All right. And let's take a, another quick break and we'll yeah. come back and introduce our first ever runt. Runt of the litter. Back on the Strange Currencies podcast, Runt of the Litter. First time we're doing this. Uh, one of the other things is that uh, since we're doing three, each one of us is going to introduce sure. okay, an fine. album. Each one of us has been sort of tasked with becoming a uh, you know, quote-unquote expert. I, I'm not an on expert on the one I was tasked with, but okay. okay. So our first album we're Way to do your homework today. there. Yeah, thanks. You're right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for the inaugural one, again, we went with the whole like, what the fuck? And... and I think we have to start with this album because I think it is really sort of the archetype the of what the, the what yeah. the fuck was this this artist thinking, yeah. and that is Bob Dylan's 1970 double album 
Self-portrait. Self-portrait. Infamously panned in, in Rolling Stone, uh, the Grail Marcus uh, review, the opening line of, what is this shit? Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think this it's is also by the fact that there's a string of bolded albums. Correct. And, and then so, all of a sudden, what? Yeah, I mean, the, is this the context is very important? I think in understanding the uh, kind of what the fuck nature of of any of these records, mm-hmm. sure. But for for this one, I think in particular, just because this is Dylan's first album of the '70s, and he was on some kind of you know like magical run in, in the 1960s, his debut album aside, which I actually enjoy, but uh, but is kind of nondescript compared uh, to what came after. But um, I mean, yeah, he he's just unleashing this amazing run of of just unprecedented lyrical brilliance. And then he, you know, retreats a bit. We did a, a Dylan Wilderness feature that that started with um, John Wesley Harding from 1967. He really leans into the the country Nashville mm. skyline, um, you know, country sound of mm. the Nashville skyline album, which which I was love. pretty well regarded. Yeah, and I, I like Nashville <laughs> yeah. skyline. I, I don't know if I've ever heard the whole album, but I just I don't get that voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lady lady voice. The voice is a thing <laughs> that, that for some people is like. It, it just seems like a joke. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a troll. I mean, and that is, yeah. yeah. But this is, I don't feel like Nashville Skyline was a troll album. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of sincerity there. But then, I, I think troll is a good way to put, mm-hmm. uh, put it. I mean, when this it comes is a troll to, album, to, for sure. It, it definitely seems like it was intended as a troll album. Like, here I was, you know, labeled the voice of a generation, and and now I'm gonna just completely mm-hmm. push against whatever expectations were there and deliberately make a record that was designed mm-hmm. to alienate. Yeah, I mean, did you you read the you looked at the Wikipedia? I'm sure, right? Probably at some point. Okay, because like there's a whole there. quote in there from an interview from I think the 80s where he talks about like he was living in Woodstock, New York, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, like right before Woodstock actually happened, the festival. Yeah, and he was just like disillusioned with that whole hippie scene. Oh, yeah, definitely. Skip town, moved to New York City, and and then there were still hippies there. He was very frustrated. He just And then he felt like there were all these expectations laid on him. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, he put out something that they can't possibly like, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, so just so they would forget about him and move on. But then what happened is they hated it. Everyone hated it. And so they just added more animosity toward him. Like, I, it kind of backfired on yeah. him. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very much intentionally, like... Get off my pack. I'm not the voice of a generation. Yeah. 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 Why it exists, I think. Yeah. And and to really kind of prove its, uh, you know, runt of the litter credentials here. I mean, again, we talk about this just amazing run that he's on in the 1960s. Uh, You know, peak rate your music score, at least for this, is um, appears to be Highway 61, which is at a 4.18. That's pretty rarefied error. Um, but self-portrait is a 2.74. So sub three, although... Of the three that we're looking at today, it is the highest rated mm-hmm. by a right. pretty significant margin. Well, right. And I would like to point out, too, it, that perhaps Bob Dylan has had a number of litters. Oh, yes. And yeah, so, yes. It, you know, if we're if we're to extend the metaphor of all of the offspring of Bob Dylan, perhaps this clearly isn't the worst no, of no, all no, no, the no, offspring. No, no, no. However... Yeah. Of this litter of 
you know, late sixties, this run, yeah, this pregnancy, <laughs> this probably is the run of all of those. When, yeah, when yeah. Got, if, if you take a look at what we defined in that yeah, um, feature, I'm trying to remember who Highway I did that one with. That was with George and, yeah. and Bert. And we defined this wilderness era uh-huh. um, as everything from John Wesley Harding, which is 1967, up to Planet Waves, 1974, before mm-hmm. the big comeback that is Blood on the Tracks in 75. So yeah, Design, if, yeah. You, mm-hmm. if you consider that stretch of, I don't know, eight or so albums to be a, a litter, self-portrait is actually not the runt technically he's got one from from 73 uh called dylan which he didn't assemble himself Mm, okay it was put together by columbia records after he had um left for for asylum so it was that was basically like his his former label now trolling him by releasing these discs but self-portrait was Self, his self-portrait is correct his artwork is the runt of that litter yeah yeah okay so here's the thing about self-portrait i like it a lot (laughs) <laughs> I, I had never heard it before and I went into it completely out of context. Yeah. Um, and I should say I went into it after listening to one of the other ones on this list. Uh-huh. Yeah. And by comparison yes. from note one, That's it sounded like a masterpiece. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, context is key. Context is key. But also listening to it out of context was key for me because I didn't know sure. it was a troll album or anything like sure, that. Yeah. I was just like, hey, these are just normal songs. It, Some of these songs are it, nice. It's yeah, just like a chill country up. album. It does hold up. It holds up now outside of context. Right. right. It, it, and to follow up, I like this album a lot. Nice. Oh, like, okay. I Good. actually really enjoy this record. I consider it probably in the top half of Dylan's catalog. Wow. Actually. Okay. And again, let's be honest. There are a lot of runs. I mean, he's got litters mm-hmm. that are mostly runt. And I think we should have, a, at some point, we can come back and have a Dylan-centric episode mm-hmm. on like, all right, let's take his religious trilogy. Mm-hmm. Although Slow Train <laughs> Coming is actually above a three. Yeah, or yeah. He, he has, you know, sort of the, the Nadir trilogy that comes after uh, Infidels in the, the later 80s. Um, yeah. which is 80s really in general, bad. I feel, is going to get a lot of representation. Sure, sure. And, and yeah, yes. our, next, our next example <laughs> is going to show that. But I, yeah, I, I'm with Tim. I actually genuinely really enjoy this record. Mm-hmm. And I can absolutely also, though, understand why people, yeah. when it came out, mm-hmm. hated it. Sure. Wigwam, good stuff. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Wigwam's in Royal Tenenbaums. I don't know so, if you caught yeah. that. Uh, but, yeah. Well, it was in the Wikipedia it said that, but I couldn't place what scene it was playing it, during. It's in the but... scene where, um, what is Mrs. Tenenbaum, Angelica Houston's yeah, character yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and Danny Glover's uh-huh. character, like, hook up for the first time. Oh, okay. So it's this sort of, like, awkward fumbling, you know romantic right, scene right. and that song is like this awkward fumbling mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. romantic song and so it actually works oh, good stuff. Pretty, pretty perfectly looking for little what, what is that song called there's like he's got multiples of different uh, traditionals like i like both albertas mm-hmm. um looking for little Susie or something like that yeah yeah. Uh, yeah sadie, sadie. In search of little yeah. sadie yeah search the first sadie. version of that is just like batshit crazy because it has cool. all those weird tempo exactly it like has shifts gears a bunch of times the second one feels like unnecessary to me because right. it's kind of straightforward and it's also like only two songs after that but yeah. uh but yeah i really do like that first version <laughs> it covers blue moon which is kind of hilarious yeah, yeah in the lay lady lay, lay lady exactly. lay voice yep. yeah so anyway it's a good um, album <laughs> yeah no i i totally totally really like this there's a lot that i really like on this album uh his his version of bell isle which is this old like folky mm-hmm. traditional um, Frank Black actually covered 
Dylan's version of that, which kind of is hmm. what really pushed me towards, all right, well, I really like this Frank Black version of this song. Well, I'll hmm. check out the Dylan one, which mm-hmm. is why I bought Self-Portrait. And yeah, I you know, I think when I got it at the time, I was probably like, yeah, this is kind of kind of dumb but I've, I've grown to really really like this record quite well a bit. and also I, I listen to it a lot too yeah here's the other interesting <laughs> it might thing. be my rotation now too it, yeah. it, here's the other interesting thing is that here he is is at this stage he is the poet laureate he mm-hmm. is the voice of and he's just drops an album with a bunch of covers yeah on basically it. so it's like and multiple versions of some right, of those covers right well, and, and not just old traditionals, but like contemporary songs. Like yeah, he covers the boxer. the boxer, which came out in that same year. That's that funny. was like, a, you know, would have been on the radio at that time. It's like, all right, cool. And, and I have no idea what his intention was. Like he covers the boxer. He covers a Gordon Lightfoot song, yeah. which would have been contemporary. Uh, I don't know about the contemporary ones, but maybe the traditionals. One of the things in the wiki said that he, a lot of the stuff was compiled from just like warm up tracks in the studio like yeah. hey let's just play this one and they so, were just rolling on it so they threw it on the album to, to tag on that mm-hmm. um that gave me a different slightly different perspective approaching this album mm-hmm. is it felt like watching the beatles get back mm-hmm. yeah that like this album almost is mm-hmm. kind of like you know we had just reviewed the the netflix documentary mm-hmm. of of Get Back and Disney the making Plus. of on or Disney Plus, excuse mm-hmm. me. Ooh, sorry. Uh, of of the Get Back and here Mickey they are Mouse in the kicks st- down my the door <laughs> in the studio. You better give us credit. <laughs> we, uh, we have an opening for a sponsor. Um, but yeah, there's there's um, you know there's this this feel that here they are in the studio yeah. and they're just messing they around. They just need to play jamming. something. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of getting mm-hmm. loosened up and right. it feels like that that I see Dylan doing that here and yeah, you get some of that. Well, I'm I'm curious just. Overall, your impression of this album was this one of the ones that was painful for you to listen to? No, no, oh, okay, no, no. Good, good. I, I enjoyed it. You've okay. been acting very negative about no, this whole no, no, exercise, no, 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 no. and so well, I thought you I, were going to say you hated all three no, of them. No, I didn't. This okay. one was not. This one was not painful. <laughs> yeah. um, this was enjoyable. It's an I, I will yes. say though, one of the exercises I began is I spent some time driving around with my children, and I I forced them to listen. <laughs> Because I wanted to get their response. <laughs> so I get out of the car until we're done yep, with this record. Yep. <laughs> it's a double <laughs> album. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> well, we didn't get that far. But the first track, the first track. Yeah, All the Tired Horses. All the Tired Horses. We are two minutes in to All the Tired Horses. <laughs> and Max, my seven-year-old, says, is this song on repeat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a weird one to start with. Uh, I mean, he doesn't, Dylan doesn't even sing on it, I don't think. And I feel like that's the most trolly move of the whole album yeah, is starting yeah. it with that track one. It's just like, what the fuck is this? Is this a Bob Dylan album? Yeah. I actually feel like the most trolly move is the cover of, or not cover, but the live version of like a Rolling Stone. Cause oh. he like deliberately repeats lines because oh, he, it seems funny. like he forgot. And so yeah, there are a couple of like really sloppy. I kind of skipped over the live ones on here. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that some of them are, are kind of the weak point, although they also sort of fit into that yeah. theme in some mm-hmm. ways of it just being this weird, I don't know, well, like sort of an a, attack on his own reputation intentionally. Mm-hmm. And by, by, you know, pulling out a song like, like a Rolling Stone or she belongs to me, these, you know, like yeah. classics of his and, and just doing them in this sort of sloppy, well, 
I mean, remember. It reminded me of Get Back. It reminded me of oh, let's let's put an album together and yeah, well, yeah. I'm not like I'm not super familiar with his discography. I know there's plenty of like live albums and live oh, yeah. recordings out there, so maybe there's good ones. But every time I've heard a live Bob Dylan thing on record, it's been shitty and like very trolly. You know, <laughs> oh. like like. He's just like speeding them up for no reason. And like, you go your way and I'll go mine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he definitely <laughs> does have that tendency to really try to re- radically rework yeah, his songs. And, and sometimes it works really well. Okay. And sometimes it doesn't. But um, if if you're interested in hearing mm-hmm. like great live Dylan, uh, the first, I, I guess it's technically the fourth volume because the first thing had, you know, like three discs or whatever. But uh, volume four of the bootleg series, uh, live 1966. And okay. it's the actual like Judas concert. Right, right. Guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Is that, the, the acoustic half of that is fantastic. Okay. Like, and I think his voice, his singing is great mm. on there. And the second half is just historically super important. I mean, he's out sure. there with the band and that's yeah. where the Judas thing happens mm-hmm. and all that. <laughs> um, that's, that's maybe my favorite live album ever. Okay. Um, so I, I'd recommend around. that. Yeah. But yeah, some of his live stuff, you kind of have to take it for where was he at the moment and, and yeah. what are these radical reworkings and sometimes it works really well like on the like Rolling Thunder review which is mm. like volume okay. five I think of the bootleg series and then sometimes it's like yeah that's just mm. he's, he's got a few like officially released live albums that are kind of yeah kind of shitty um, but yeah, I don't know. This is just this weird sprawling thing. It, it's really in a lot of ways, a continuation of the basement tapes. If, if you're familiar with the basement tapes, mm-hmm. he records that with a band in 1967. It, a lot of it is just these takes on old, weird, mm-hmm. traditional songs. Um, it had, none of it had really been officially released up at the point in which self portrait comes out and it wouldn't be until 75, um, bootlegs mm-hmm. had, had kind of trickled out, but that's fine. This is kind of really in the spirit of, okay. Of that, like kind of tossed mm. off, kind of just a lark, and and he's I think clearly having fun with this stuff. Oh yeah, but I think he also knows that his audience is going to probably oh, hate it, and so it, it um, is this very kind of as you said trolly thing. There, there is a some one of the interviews that's quoted in the Wikipedia says that, or he's talking about uh, one of the things that was annoying him and disillusioning him at the time was that there were a lot of bootleg recordings going around, mm-hmm. um, and. If this, he said, if this had been a bootleg recording, then it would probably people would like it and people would be trading it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, this is cool. Like he's doing all these yeah. like, traditional songs. Yeah. And but since he put it out himself, it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Um, interestingly, speaking of the bootleg series, which is is consistently pretty uh, pretty revelatory. Uh, there's one. Uh, I don't remember which number. It's like ten or eleven. Um, it's called another side of self portrait or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually really pretty good. It, it, a lot of them, uh, the songs are just like the alternate takes of these and some are a little more polished, a little more clean, <laughs> but then there's some other just sort of additional stuff that was recorded during the time of, of this album. And then it's follow up new morning. And that gives a little bit different perspective. I think on yeah. the fact that some of these takes were just sort of piss take kind of <laughs> fucking around yeah. kind of things but uh, I like it I, I think it's great and even the the album cover he uh, he said he painted it in five minutes and the album didn't even have a name and he was just like oh we'll call it self-portrait yeah because <laughs> it's a shitty cover I, just I will made. say I've spent <laughs> quite a bit of time at uh, Crossroads uh, and I have seen not one but two t-shirts of that cover of that cover people wearing them that's funny yeah oh, hey. so you know it's got a little bit of a 
I don't know if that was they're wearing it ironically. <laughs> they shouldn't because it's a cool. They shouldn't. Album. It's a, well. Yeah. I think we've tipped our hat. Is it a good cover though? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it, I think it totally fits. Is it, is yeah, it, it does fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's um, like a, Ben Folds Five has a a record that's like a collection of B sides and stuff called Naked Baby Photos, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same kind of sentiment. Like you don't necessarily want to show these to everyone yeah. you meet, but I don't know. It's like is a little it too embarrassing early for an episode of uh, Sound and Vision. Um, uh, yeah, it's time. For oh, an for the album. It, maybe it is time for an episode. No, you know what, Glenn? That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> this, there's a hard cut in there, probably. Oh uh, man! Heard. No, no, that, right, that's right. that's it's not a good time for it. All right, we'll, we'll, save, just, it. we'll yeah, save, save it. We'll save it. It's gonna I mean, come. It's, it's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna be hard to do that before we get through all three because okay. all three, I think, are worth talking about. Ooh, yes, yeah, and maybe we should just hold that off. Yeah, yeah. All, right. all right. Well, any final thoughts on on self portrait other than the fact that <laughs> I think we've really kind of tipped our hat that we this, have. this might be our adopt. But yeah, and this, like I said, is probably gonna be in my rotation now. Just like something to throw on. Yeah. yeah, something pleasant to listen to. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, a ringing endorsement for Tim. <laughs> yeah, hey. something, to, something to put on in the background some, while I'm, uh, you know, putting together IKEA furniture. My nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> well, let's let's take a uh, a quick break and we'll be back to talk about our second nominee. Currencies, runt of the litter. We've we've I think given a little bit of a spoiler alert that we don't mind self portrait. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's good. I more than don't mind it. Right. I, I just I like it. Genuinely, it's good. It. Well, you know, part of part of what began this conversation, if we talk about runts of the litter, uh, talked about some of those iconic. What in the world is this? Yeah. And so our next entry, I think, has to be our beloved David Bowie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret that we at the Strange Currencies podcast love David Bowie. Especially, gosh, aren't we on the David Bowie Wi-Fi right now? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Isn't there a dog named Bowie? There's a yes. dog yes. named oh, Bowie dog roaming around. The official, uh, dog of the we have a bit, a segment called mm-hmm. Named After Our Beloved Bowie. And that hey, bit, it sounds like it's still not time for another. It's still not, gosh, we need to we need to uh, you know maybe have some more hand signals or something. Yeah. Um, maybe so, you just need to not jump the gun. All right, well you know we, we love this guy. We love we love David Bowie, and but when we're talking about runs of the litter, you have litters of magic and of gold and of beauty, and it's inevitable. Dance magic, dance. <laughs> it, it's inevitable that there are there is a runt, and I think it's clear. I think we've all agreed that David Bowie's entry into the Runt of the Litter series is never let me down. Yeah, and we've yeah. talked about. We even use it's, "Never yeah, Let Me even, Down" as the the low bar, mm-hmm. the low the, point, the, the the high bar. The, well. 
of the low. Low, low is his best. Low Although, is his best. Here I am. I'm looking at. I'm looking at rate your music, and rate your music has a Ziggy Rising significantly star. higher. Z- Ziggy would be my number one. Yeah. Well, you know, you're basic, Tim. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah, that, Ziggy's at a four point two six. Lows all the way down at a four point one three. Ziggy Which is a very 4.13 basic 4.13 choice. Is epic. They're both great, but They're I think both. I think Ziggy is a very good album as a whole. Whatever. Well, yes, okay. it's fantastic. But, um, but. It's clear Bowie has delivered a smattering of of deliciousness. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know that I'd call it a smattering of deliciousness, but, <laughs> but his his run in the seventies is is oh, yeah. pretty much on par with the very very um, you know magical run that Dylan was on in the sixties that we just yeah. talked about. I mean, you're just, talking about Hunky Dory, yeah. Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin, Aladdin Sane, Station, Station to Station, Low Heroes. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. and we're not even talking about like. Young Americans and Diamond Dogs, very you know good albums as well too. But yeah, um, his eighties are you know hit and miss. I mean, he's the chameleon, miss. right? So is, yeah, and and like he knew what was going on in the eighties, what was uh, sort of the trend, the, the sound, and he fully adopted that. Yeah, especially with this album, and mm. that's part of the problem. This is the most eighties sounding this David is Bowie the album. Most eighties David Bowie album. It is a problem. It is <laughs> definitively. Below a sub three album, I, I don't think that can be argued or debated. Two point two point one six. Oh, that's too high. Oh, too high. <laughs> I could Yikes. almost I couldn't even get through it barely. Like yeah, it is a painful. I listen. couldn't wait for it to get to be over. It, it is a painful listen. It is, um, and you know what? Let's in its defense, it, it is. We have an aversion to it because. There is this cringe factor with '80s with production. Yes and no. I with, mean, well, well, it's, I mean, it's let, the let's dance stuff. is a really '80s sounding album. True, and and it's fine. I think this it is, is a just, lot better. Yeah, I think this is kind of a just a continuation of a disturbing downward trend for Bowie. Uh, I mean, let's dance. I mean, it is actually you can I think even kind of see the decline. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that he made those songs in order, but. To me, that album just sort of the first half is mm-hmm. really, really excellent, and Modern Love to me is, yeah, is a Bowie classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second half of that album is just really pretty, pretty weak. Um, and then he puts out Tonight in '94. Yeah, that one's pretty rough. I've never listened to it, but I, it, I know it has a really bad reputation. Yeah, it, it's got a couple of somewhat redeemable songs, but it's it's pretty rough. And and this one, there's not, there isn't even a memorable song on it. I'll never let me down. Yeah, like not memorable. There's no obvious hit or single or whatever. And it's just very, it's very, it's very basic. Like the thing is like that the 80s sound is ne- not necessarily an instant, um, you know, deal breaker, but it's just, you know, all those tropes, all the things that you would expect from like popular music in the 80s, like the synth and what, whatever. Mm, I feel, drums. Yeah. yeah. And he, I think I feel like he just really embraced that. There's other he did. And, and, and yeah. see, here's here's the element of me that makes it kind of cringy is it does feel like a commercial product. Sure. And, and this but, is the this is the stage where, and I think if you're looking at context too, this is Bowie um, delivering something for the record label, right? At, at this point of the game, he's kind of he has to put something out there. There's okay. this expectation. Mm-hmm. There's this buildup of what Bowie is. You know, this is coming fresh off of. You know, Labyrinth, he's a cultural <laughs> icon. He's this, yeah. you know, thing. Well, but and if, so, if you're making a product and, you know, if you're trying to, 
I don't know. Wouldn't you put a catchy song on there? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but that's the thing is, is it feels like there was an attempt to do that. Yeah. And there was an attempt to try really hard. And that's part of the problem is sometimes you try really hard to write uh-huh. something poppy or catchy or popular. And that's the antithesis of what makes something popular yeah. is that when you're trying too hard, it's like, it's, it becomes obvious or and it becomes just- stale and, and, he took too broad of a view. Like it has a marketable overall sound, but there's right. no real marketable to single. It. Sure. Like modern love or something. Well, like and that. I yeah. think part yeah. of that because China is, Girl. because mm-hmm. is because there's, there's not that heart, that authenticity, that rawness. There's that, that try hard mentality, which I think is one of the critiques I have later, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not uh, the, the appointed expert on this album, but I want to, f- I want to say that I think this album was sort of a product of he had his big ambitious tour planned, right? right the, the Glass Spider tour, right? Which was this big, big production, and he had to have some reason to justify this tour. It, to me, it feels like the classic example of an album that was just rushed, exactly, to, to exactly. be the product that justified this this big tour, right? And again, here's the thing: the idea started with it would be cool to do that, and that's no recipe for good design. If you say like, oh, I want it to look cool and you work backwards, it's going to flop. You're going to have a problem with that. Yeah, and so and it's I, missing that heart. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I could handle the production if the songs were better. Yes. And, sure, and the thing totally. is, the songs are just not, yeah. they're, they're not, not great. I'm maybe a little more generous on this one. I feel like than than the two of you are. Um, my personal rating on Rate Your Music for this one is a pretty weak two and a half. Um, That's pretty brutal. It's yeah. for David Bowie. I yeah, mean, that's, <laughs> right, that's right, right. yeah. But I feel like the first half has at least a couple of things that are okay. Like I actually kind of like "Time Will Crawl." It, it does. Right. It's like the least '80s sounding song. Okay. Oh, there. Really? really? Okay. You know what? Here, can you can you cue it up? Can you put a little bit like not the remastered, not the not. I mean, remastered. Well, but there are more than one. Okay. Well, no, play the remastered one, but not the not. Okay. I feel like. Um, yeah, someone who is into this kind of music or listens to the radio or whatever. Well, no, that's not really right. Because what I was really thinking was that if someone spent enough time listening to this album like over and over because they really liked it for some reason, you would find things to, to, to latch on to and to appreciate. But like for me, it just like I was so turned off by it that I couldn't even, yeah. I couldn't find anything to latch on to and I didn't want to even try. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm playing it for my kids in the car. Here, here's the reaction from my uh, 14-year-old daughter. You're listening, right? This is what she's hearing. It's not that bad. Sounds like something you'd hear on a Saved by the Bell episode during a jazzercise montage. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Right? She said it's not that bad. I'm like, if this song is a Saved by the Bell episode jazzercise montage, that's bad. Well, that's so. good. Uh, this song was inspired by the Chernobyl disaster. I was going to say that this one feels like it's less mm-hmm. superficial. It feels like well, there's okay. some, some. So there are definitely redemptive qualities about this song. Um, when um, David Bowie himself with this album has admitted those elements, you know, we critique it that it mm-hmm. feels rushed, that, you know, it feels. David Bowie himself has kind of distanced himself from this recording. He acknowledges mm. bits of that. In fact, have, have y'all heard the remix the um, uh, of Time Will Crawl? It came out um, 
quite a bit later. Huh. Um, oh, it's it's actually good. Time will crawl. Maybe we need to cue this up. Um, but David Bowie kind of gets a second shot at Time Will Crawl and releases it at kind of remixed um, on on a later on a later release. Same song, but like the production's a little toned down. It's a little bit more guitar driven. Gotcha. And I think it it allows the song to speak for itself a little bit more. The production doesn't get in the way. Feels like a Billy Bragg mix. It's just this <laughs> guitar, electric guitar. On yeah, song. but but again, but again, I think it it, it removes. It, it sounds from like that he's uh, testing out a guitar at Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> I think it allows the song sure. to stand for itself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Well, the it content, shows that there's the a little bit of yeah. substance to mm, the song, right, which right. is the exactly. thing that I think the rest of the album largely yeah, lacks, and that's kind <laughs> of why I. I singled that song out just mm-hmm. because it does feel like it as a piece of songwriting has more substance yes. than, than some of the others mm-hmm. do. And, 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 and we need to come back to this because I think that is the, the, the bulk of the critique of this album is that it feels like it was an afterthought for the tour, for the show. Mm-hmm. Have y'all watched glass spider? No. no. Oh, bad. I, well, okay. So here's the thing. It's important. Yeah? It's important. I, the Glass Spider tour is over the top. It There's literally a glass spider on the stage, and there's just... I would have hoped so. If I bought a fucking ticket right? for called Glass Spider, I want to see a fucking glass There's spider. just weird is it from stuff Mars? happening. There's like... Uh, it feels like a Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. okay. Um, which now makes more sense, but I imagine in 1987... Seeing this with, and, and I think it's probably hard for us to kind of get into the mindset of a, an average concert goer there because there's no Jumbotron. You can't see what's going on. You're probably mm. sitting back and it's like little dots yeah. up there doing what this is happening. Pre-Zoo TV. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, and Zoo TV is because of the glass sure. spider. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, so that's the idea thing. Of like a concept tour. The, uh, a concept tour, a... About a Welcome a, to My Nightmare. A production. Well, okay, so, but but the, this whole idea of, I mean, it felt like a Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. It felt like it's the, it was maybe the first where you have like scene changes and right. like costume changes. And mm. now there's this movement and it's almost like Bowie was still in show business mode in, in the film, you know, labyrinth mode, mm-hmm. Broadway, and he needed some music to put on this next yeah. thing. And so he just threw together some music. He had done a little bit of that during the Ziggy Aladdin Sane era. Sure. Um, and then I think even like Kate Bush's uh, first tour after that first record uh-huh. that you talked about had a lot of sort of the- theatrical mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, concept he, I don't elements think he to it. So yeah, it wasn't necessarily like the beginning but... of that, but but yeah, that idea of this big spectacle Or at least it, in a pop, in a pop the, um, scene, yeah. you know, setting. Or it was like the or 80s version. Public conscious. 80s excess yes, version exactly. of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and that I think that emphasizes some of the awkward, or or, or it emphasizes some of the lack in the music mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we would have as much of a problem watching Glass Spider, like if you just get on YouTube and watch tour mm-hmm. footage, because you can kind of see what's going on. It's kind of like it does have that Broadway if you take it for what that is. 
Um, but I can see in the context of eight, 1987 when this comes out, it being kind of like, hmm. okay, this I, isn't really working. I wonder, though, if, the, if the, doing all this elaborate stuff, you know, having an elaborate stage show, if that maybe elevates the music a little bit when perhaps, you're seeing it live. Perhaps, yeah. Um, and, and obviously seeing a show in person is different from watching a video of it. But, um, yeah, I mentioned Welcome to My Nightmare. I think that actually makes the album worse. When you watch the the performance of it, the stage show, mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of cheesy. There's just all this, like, these dancers and, like, it's kind of like the... Um, the musical the stage version of Jesus Christ Superstar versus just that original album. Mm. Like it's just suddenly it's all showy and like weird or like the Tommy movie versus mm-hmm. the Tommy well, album. Let's not get started. On <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. You know how I feel about that. But so like where you have a good like source material and then you're kind of like messing it up, but I don't know. Or, right. It's the reverse this, of that. Yeah. It's yeah. The like the source here's material isn't concept. much, but right. here's this great show. And, and so here's the other thing. Well, yeah. the thing is nobody was going to the glass spider tour to hear, <laughs> to hear like, you know, beat of your drum <laughs> and day in, day out. They yeah. were going to hear, uh-huh. you know, or expecting the city, hear, right. Young America. Yeah. I assume he played his hits during that too. Right. Well, like again, in, in the live, in the live release, he played like nine tracks from the album in that, yeah. in that tour. And so like, that was part of what, you know, maybe there was this, it began in the context of it, this kind of like, Ooh, what the, what is this? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, that, that, and that's why I think it fits into this genre of, WTF, like yeah, yeah, and I didn't initially think that it fit into the genre necessarily. To me, like it fit more into a just this is boring me. Hmm. Like I, I felt like the first half I could tolerate, and I could could at least find a couple of things to latch onto with some of the songs. And then the second half, I was in that same place that Tim was, just wanting it to be over with. Yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, it, it felt less what the fuck to me. But how it fits into that whole, you know. Glass Spider Tour. I think there is a, some of that what the fuck element. Um, so here's the thing. There's one just gloriously redeeming aspect of the record, Uh-oh. which is that actor. Please Mickey, don't say the cover. Actor Mickey Rourke performs the mid-song rap <laughs> on Shining Star. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can cue that up. Um, it's not. Yeah, it might be a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, it's if find out where we don't have to either. You but say mid song, so I'll, I'll yeah, which I don't really know exactly where Ugh. it is, but it is about maybe you know two thirds of the way through, um, and it's less of a rap. It's more of just like a spoken word part. It's not good. I just think it's hilarious <laughs> because in the Wikipedia, it doesn't even like mention that in any of the paragraphs. There's just a picture of Mickey Rourke right in the middle of the article. <laughs> With the caption, which is what exactly what I just said, actor Mickey Rourke performed the mid-song rap on Shining Star. It's just this weird little tidbit embedded in the middle of the, the article, and then you pull it up and you're like, oh yeah, I guess that is Mickey Rourke. Huh. <laughs> there he is. And, and it's not even worth a, much of a response. It's just like a, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. David Bowie's actually credited uh, with it, or part of. Oh, I guess Mickey Rourke's on there on radio music too. But also said David Bowie rap on Shining Star. And they're, they're both. Well, that, that rap requires all over this them. album too. <laughs> Peter Frampton. It was a two-man rap, really? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, yeah, he plays lead guitar on pretty much every song. It looks like uh, yeah. it also says that there's Mellotron on there. I just couldn't hear it. Yeah. In the mix of all that mm-hmm. other you know gaudy stuff going on, but. Uh, <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, this one's this one's rough. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah it, 
There's not really a whole lot the of end. other ways to put it. <laughs> and we've got a lot to say about the last one, so uh, I think maybe it's yeah, best that we, yeah. uh, Let's move on. Yeah. we move on, take a quick break here. Back, it's time for the best runt of the litter here on the Strange Currencies oh, podcast. Can't even joke about Tim, come on. Uh, this is the one that I nominated because I love it so much. <laughs> this is not true at all. If you can't tell from my tone. Okay, so <clears throat> I mean, this was actually my first pick when I when we first started talking about this series. It just makes so much sense. Right? Yeah, because it's like, oh, with the one like the shittiest album. Of, you know, this artist's whole career? Yeah, this one. And it's Ratitude by Weezer. And, I mean, if you know Weezer, you know, like, a lot of Weezer fans, I think, just stopped after maybe Make Believe. For me, it was uh, after the Green Album. So I hadn't even heard Ratitude for, you know, since, Mm -hmm. I don't even know when it came out. Uh, 09. 09? Yeah. I, I held on for the Red Album, but... Yeah. yeah, I heard Ratitude for the first time when we did an In the Wilderness chat yeah. um, not too long ago. Yeah, which was less than a year ago. And, and I yeah. noted um, here, I actually have a bookmarked, um, the last line in our Wilderness <laughs> talk from, from last April or May or something like that says, this is me saying, well, we've got season three to look forward to then, and we will never need to speak of <laughs> Ratitude again. Wow. And yet, here we are. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tim. Tim nominates Ratitude for for this. Well, okay, so Ratitude's bad. Here's the thing about it. Um, It, I I didn't, I didn't even re-listen to it for this. I just, I put it, I pressed play on every individual track (laughs) and sort of like skipped the playhead around just to give myself a sense of it. Yeah. And my sense was, uh, I was. Trying to cut it a little bit of slack, my sense was that, and this was really the, I made a similar analogy about uh, the Bowie one, but this is really, I think it's more accurate for this one. So, like, if you're a person who turns to commercial FM radio Mm -hmm. to tell you what to listen to, Mm -hmm. and you're just looking for some chill summer jams, you know, you might like this album. Yeah. I think I think it has value for a certain type of person. Not me. Sure. Not any of us. Probably not any of our listeners. But for a certain type of person, like, hey, fun party songs, okay. But yes, it's so out of it's so different from the rest of of Weezer's output, even the you know albums that were to come later, because it involves all these different producers, all these different like collaborations, and it goes just goes so out outside their wheelhouse. There's like a weird dance club party song and. I don't know, man. It's it's no good. It's no good even to the point where that one of the band members was questioning Rivers about it. Brian Bell was like, yeah. what are we doing with this, man? What's going on here? Yeah. I don't have confidence in this weird little project and, and, and you're doing. this is a guy who's apparently stood by all of these other <laughs> incredibly questionable things that yeah. Rivers Cuomo has done. Like He's okay with Maple Leaf, apparently. And, yeah. But then Hurley, he, but this was a step too, too far. far. Yeah. Uh, well, Hurley came later, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so Brian Bell's like, what the hell's going on here, Rivers? And Rivers 
and I think this is actually like a sensible thing to say. Rivers was like, dude, this is just one of many, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to keep cranking out albums uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, you know, we can, we can, right. we can so afford to do like suck. a weird thing here and there. Yeah. If we have a shitty album, who cares? Next week, we're going to start recording another album. And that has been the case. Yeah. Like they just keep putting out all this stuff without, you know, half of the um, quality of, you know, Pinkerton or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Brian Bell was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, all right. well, this is not going to be like our new direction as a band right. or anything. Um, it's just like, you know, well, okay, I'm going to be in Cancun for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever pays the bills. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the... Keeps, the, keeps the uh, electricity. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And the, really the, the, the value of this album lies in something else we talked about in the In the Wilderness chat, which is the Ratitude Effect. Correct. Which yes. is the concept is, of... Explain for those who didn't read. And you really... Come on, people. Let's just read that article. It's really good. <laughs> I, I reread it this morning just to kind of recalibrate. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Where we were collectively mm-hmm. on, yeah. on this era of Weezer. But. The gratitude effect is just the idea that a work can be so bad that it, by comparison, it makes all other works, uh, you know, preceding and subsequent, seem not as bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you listen to Ratitude. All of a sudden, make believe is kind of good, yeah. <laughs> or like it's Hurley, not. even. It's not. Yeah, but it's like Gratitude right. makes Hurley sound like a masterpiece. Well, it, it was it was like talked about when I remember when Hurley came out. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just return to form, yeah. which I had not listened to any of the preceding you know few Weezer yeah. albums. I, I you know heard Beverly Hills once. And I was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but I was like, oh, Hurley's supposed to be this return to form, and I remember they were selling on Amazon for like five bucks. I was like, all right, oh my God. I'm gonna get this album. Nope, it fucking sucks. Every single Weezer album uh, from Hurley on has been yeah. called a return to form, yeah. and it has rarely been true. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of liked the um, everything will be all right. There are a couple, but I don't know. I, I haven't really even delved into those, so I can't even yeah. really say. But uh, yeah. I, but the thing is, that's there, that's there goes the, all of my credibility <laughs> as, as the uh, you know founder and editor in chief of a music website that I, I liked a latter day Weezer album. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, that's the only value in in uh, Ratitude is that it makes some of the other <laughs> the ones. Ratitude uh, effect. Yeah, this album is so dismal. Mm-hmm. Um, in that chat, I actually referred to it as the worst album that I've ever heard multiple times. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably still true. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's the worst thing that I've ever intentionally listened to multiple yeah. times. And, and that's a bit of a qualifier. But I've been, you know, put in situations as we probably all have done, like, I don't know. Had to hear the Top Gun soundtrack a whole lot when I was a kid, you know, or things like that, where it's like, I, I've probably heard stuff that's just objectively worse in its own way, but having now listened to this album three times in the last year for the purpose of, of Strange Currencies features, I'm, I'm pretty confident to say this is the worst thing I've ever intentionally listened to. It's, it's just dismal. Okay, um, so it, it's rate your music rating, by the way, which we didn't talk about yet. Um, it's one point five nine. <laughs> wow! So it's uh, impressively low. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, all right, before we get into specifics about how bad it is, are there any individual redeeming parts of the album? Like, are there any songs where you're like, okay, this this is fine? Uh oh, yeah, there was one actually. Hold on. Um. And this would be easy to queue up uh, because it's literally just the the verse. The first verse, you're like, hey, this is kind of good. And then as soon as the chorus kicks in, no good. It's tripping down the freeway. 
Yeah, you know, I've got a problem with that one, and I talked about this in our chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that to me just seems like a deliberate honking down the highway reference oh. of the yeah, vastly yeah, yeah. superior uh, Beach Boys <laughs> song, which I just adore honking down the highway. But uh, I like and it, I know ironically. Tim loves it too. Yeah, ironically, my yeah. ass. All right, here we go. But yeah, the the vocal here, I love how he stays in that kind of high sort of head range. And it's sort it's is kind of throwbacky. It feels it feels weasery. It's very weasery. But then it, it's such a sharp turn and gets terrible just like the rest of the album. Like this whole part. It's like yeah, it's kind of right. pleasant. So I don't know, I could hear the auto-tune, but uh... <laughs> mm. See, this feels weasery to me. That's that's mm-hmm. the redemptive quality. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah! No way, we ain't gonna... I'm driving a convertible. Yeah, we're done. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna admit, I don't hate the first song. It's kind of all right. I don't know. I mean, I don't like it. No, yeah, I don't like it, but I don't (laughs) hate it. And, and, you know, to be on an album that, again, I've now referred to as the worst thing I've ever intentionally Mm -hmm. listened to, the fact that it begins with a song that isn't just you know, an immediate, ugh, like, like make believe starts with fucking Beverly Hills, yeah, yeah. which, which makes me want to put that album just as low as this, but mm-hmm. that one, I don't know, gets better. It maybe? does. I mean, there's, there's I a know. couple good songs on, on that one. Maybe, um, maybe yeah, I've tried to mostly forget about it, but, but yeah, like I actually don't hate that first song. Although, you know, Glenn was talking about his daughter, uh, his, both of his kids actually given some feedback on, on the songs we were listening, my daughter and I were listening to this yesterday. And, um, I said, you know, I don't, I don't hate this first song. She said, yeah, it's not, it's not that bad, but it sounds like a Disney channel song. Right. Like it sounds yeah. like a song that mm. totally would have been yeah. on one of those Disney channel movies. My right kids around love Disney time. channel movie songs. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but it has that total vibe and I hadn't yep. really thought about like, that's its angle, you yeah. know, but, but it kind of, you know, it just is. That, yeah. Yep. And I think that what that represents is, I think, what's problematic, too, about this album is that it does feel, in the way that I think the problems we have with Bowie's uh, album was that it felt kind of commercial. There were there, that, Those were the elements of it that it felt like. This one is even more so. Oh, yeah. It's like... Absolutely. Th- it, he is trying so hard. Mm-hmm. They're all marketable. They're unquote. so marketable. Yeah. He's trying How so hard to try and tap like, into... FM what radio. The kid, That's what I'm kids are listening to. Were, what were the these really doing? like... Songs though that were being played on the radio. I don't know if they were being played on the radio, but it sounds like they're supposed they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're meant, meant to sound that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or they're meant to be featured in a Disney montage mm-hmm. or a commercial yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. So there's some offensively bad stuff on here. So 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 tracks two and three are the reason that I stopped my experiment of playing with my playing <laughs> the songs for my kids. I did not want them listening to this. No, I was like, this want, is awful. You didn't want per, Sometimes permanent even, damage being done. I didn't. I, uh, so I did not allow my <laughs> you kids to You didn't want CPS to, to be called. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, Rivers, what are you doing? Is this? Okay, so here is my original thought. When I was listening to this, I was like, is this like the Beastie Boys? Like kind of like tongue in cheek, like making oh. fun of <laughs> no. like frat boy culture and like right? like misogynistic, like being a terrible human. Like no, Rivers probably thinks it is like a like a 
a I, sat, not satire. Is this satire? I don't know. I don't is know. this like? I don't know. The thing is, like, <clears throat> he seems like a, a really intelligent guy. I mean, but also a dumbass. But but yeah, it's like I, I he just is this most. Yeah. He's maybe just the most like. I don't know beguiling like well what the what is this guy do what are his motivations at, like, i don't know at it's some just, point unrelated to when he had children at some point he became a dad yeah. you know what i mean like as in like i'm trying to be funny but <laughs> i'm so, so out of touch so his, and his lame entire career his dad jokes yeah essentially uh, i was just gonna say like a lot of times with weezer, weezer albums and this one um is included you can just go off the song titles. Yeah. Like, I'm your I'm daddy. Your daddy. Yep. The girl got hot. Whoa. Can't stop partying. <laughs> that, that song is so In the stupid. Mall, which is... Yeah, a, in the Mall. Which weirdly was written by Patrick Wilson. And I actually oh, like... Really? I like his band and his stuff, but that song that was song not... Is so, yeah. I, okay, so Can't Stop Partying is, is objectively oh, yeah, terrible. It's terrible. But I think my low point... Actually, in the I, mall. I'm... Yeah. I'm Kind of impressed that Rate Your Music agrees with me. My low point of this album is actually Love is the Answer. Oh, really? I can't even hear it in my head. It's the one with all of the, like, um, Indian instrumentation. So, oh, like, the yeah, totally yeah, fake yeah, yeah, sitar yeah. and stuff. And in our chat, I had said that it's so bad that it made, makes uh, Norwegian wood retroactively bad for introducing the <laughs> idea that, that uh, Indian yeah. music could be incorporated into pop music, uh, Western pop music. But, yeah, yeah that, that one, I think, is Probably my low point. So, so here's but then the there's other, some other. Well, the only other one that I really wanted to mention is "Let It All Hang Out" has like all of these references to the recession. You know, this is 2009, <laughs> and it's like, really, fuck, <laughs> fuck, you are so, you're so totally. So this is what it house. is. Yeah, this is what it is. This is Rivers trying to. The fact that he is almost trying to associate himself with the Beatles is offensive. It's like he's trying to be relevant. He's trying to like push the edges of let's incorporate other, you know, Indian Indian uh, culture. If, if John Lennon were still alive, right. he'd be collaborating with Lil Wayne. Let's make hey, this is part of my my shtick is that we make pop culture references, and you know, <laughs> we talk about Kiss in our songs, and that's part of who we are. But, and, but that was. That was cool yeah, back then. Well, but, <laughs> but here song. it's like him trying yeah, yeah, really yeah. hard to be relevant and cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's and his whole deal. But it, there is kind of a weird irony to it sometimes. And like, I can't Well, that's really what tell. made me think yeah. of it. Is this a Beastie Boys thing? Exactly. Is this is them Definitely some of the more recent stuff of... has like an irony element. I'm not sure if it did at this point or not. It's hard to tell. See, it feels, like, it feels like... Um, uh, Rivers Cuomo's trying to make a mortgage payment. <laughs> well, it, it, sure. it feels yeah, like he's trying to several. make several. I mean, the guy's doing fine, I'm sure. Right, but, but that's I mean, what Weezer I'm saying. Remains like a huge concert draw. That's what I'm saying. It feels like he's trying to justify his mansions, and he's trying <laughs> to continue to fuel this machine I, of cranking out. I don't think the guy's been hurting for money at any point. No, really, it's not. In but the that's last what I'm years, But but. There's this, I don't know. He doesn't have like, any artistic impulse that's exactly. compelling this stuff. It feels like this is being compelled by... It's his job. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just going through the motions and this is what I do. I put out hit songs. Might as well that, have fun with it. Yeah. Are, yeah. T- are tapping into culture and what, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. what's cool. <laughs> 
it, it's dismal. Um, it, <laughs> it's sad talking about it's this. It's just <laughs> so easy to be very cynical about this record. Um, yeah. Because again, <laughs> you're thinking like, what are the motivations of somebody who who has a legitimate like ear for hooks and mm-hmm. and has a I don't know a, a track record of being able to write these like actually affecting songs, mm-hmm. just doing this stupid stupid music and, and, and yeah all and, of the and, answers that you come up with are just super super cynical yeah. you know and and the fact that these are like awful takes like awful awful the girl got hot i'm your daddy yeah uh like let it all hang <laughs> See, out no don't i <laughs> don't I'm, even like beyond, like I haven't heard the White Album. I hear it's like not that bad, but even there, like he's got song titles like. For like, a minute, I forgot that Weezer had right, yeah, 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 and there was the, all the, the, he's trying to channel the Beatles. I was like the Weezer yes. White Album, but okay. he's got a song called "Thank God for Girls." Do you want to get high? Ugh. Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory jacked up. L.A. Girls with a Z, mm. <laughs> Endless Bummer. So I mean, as far as song titles go, I don't know if he ever got over. Just yeah. picking stupid titles for songs. Ah. Yeah. So we'll much potential it. yet. That's I mean, the picking WTF nature of this. What was the actor's actual name who played Hurley? Um, Hugo Reyes was the character. I think Jorge Garcia, maybe. Uh, just picking him for the cover of that album and not even having any text on it is like. Well, that, that's, he's got to be not trolling. Talking about Hurley, but uh, I'm just but, saying, like, we're talking about Rivers and like his motivations yeah. and whether or not he's, um, you know, even taking himself seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know how how far back it goes. Y'all remember Lost? Did you? Watch oh yeah, Lost? I, I loved Lost. Lost. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It was mm-hmm. it was good. Which and, and that's the thing is, it's a time capsule. It's nostalgia, and that's one of the recipes for mm-hmm. making a million and getting heard and being a pop star yeah. king. Mm-hmm. And th- those are the elements that are off-putting. Yeah. Well, I mean, just even the, the title, Ratitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, which and, is... and the cover. Oh, yeah. hey. It sounds like it's finally time for an episode <laughs> of Sound of Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of Vision, where we discuss all things aesthetic here, uh, talking about the look of the album covers. Um, and we, of course, use the David Bowie scale here, as was alluded to earlier. Uh, the best rating that you can get is a low. Uh, the worst rating you can get is... Never Let Me Down. Which, yes, we've now had. <laughs> now, will, will it be <laughs> the Never Let Me very, Down? It feels <laughs> very different now. Uh, and then, you know, we got the middle. Let's dance. Let's dance. Let's dance, yeah. All right, so um, let's take them all three in order. Uh, starting with self-portrait, we discussed the cover a little bit already there. Um, you know, it's ugly, but it's got to be low. I mean, out of the three, oh, of the three, we well, don't have to assign. Yeah, we that's can assign them all independently. Oh, okay. um, whatever ratings we feel. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say it's not low. It's not like a great iconic um, album cover, right. but I, I don't know. hate it. I could, I could argue that. Like, I think it's I like, like it when an artist art. creates yeah. something themselves. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, yeah. You know, it speaks to the yeah. it speaks to the vibe and the this isn't exactly a straight take on me and mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah. there's some artistic you know elements here that allow for it. Yeah, it's not gaudy. Yeah, 
It's makes a, a good guy. t-shirt. I mean, it's at worst a let's dance. <laughs> sure. At yeah. worst a let's dance. I I wouldn't begrudge a low. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, okay I guess with I'm kind of in between. That. Yeah, yeah I, I'm exactly with with the two of you. Yeah. Let's um, dance point five. Okay. Let's okay. dance and a half. And let's a half. dance twice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's um, dance again. Or actually, I don't like dancing, so let's let's just not dance and, and hang <laughs> okay. around. Um, all right. Uh, never let me down. Which we didn't discuss cover at all. Uh, yeah, it's the pretty, album. It's never let funny. me down. It's, it's kind of like that. Um, what was the Creed, Tim, what was the Tim, Creedence? You're putting album? way too much thought into this. What was the Creedence album? Cosmos, oh, oh, Cosmos Factory? Factory. Yeah, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Kind of, but come on. He's sort of leaping it, toward the no, camera. No, it's there's never a, let me down. There's, yeah, it, the never let me is down is absolutely it's, never let me it's down. It's a 1980s ransom note font. It's awful. <laughs> it's. Yeah, no. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's never no. let me down. I like it. It's my favorite. Uh, Boo! <laughs> no, it, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. In the, in the album. But bad. I will say it's like, it, it's identifiable. It's iconic. You recognize it. No, it's not iconic. <laughs> in a bad way? It, yeah, yeah, you see it and you're like, nope, keep Ooh, flipping. Nope. Keep. Yeah, no, it, yes. never let me down. Is, it has to be a never let me down. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So Ratitude. Ratitude. If I mean, you're the, not, if you're, if you don't know, Ratitude. Hopefully, wait, you're, is there a level above low? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking about the album cover. I mean, so the album title. Oh, it's God. the perfect title to go with this picture. Yeah, it's, well, it is, and it, perhaps the perfect title and picture to go with the music. Yeah, because in a sense, Ratitude. it's perfect. Well, uh, it's a dog leaping like it's just jumping in a living room and it was a, a national geographic photograph it's like some really? award-winning photo uh, but it's really yeah but it's why? fucking why? shitty and stupid you, glenn why? you need to read the I, in the wilderness no. article. Oh. <laughs> tell, tell me about it i don't i don't remember at this point okay. but it was something you know that i think maybe rivers found in a magazine or something like that and he thought it was fun you know it's the kind of picture that you know rivers would say like oh, that's rad Holy shit! Let's use that for the. Let's call it Ratitude. I heard. Yeah. I heard Rain Wilson from yeah. The Office. Oh, you're right. Came you're up right. with the, the album title. That's true. Yeah. He was like, "You should name your album Ratitude." So maybe they started with the title, and Rivers was like, Work "What's backwards. the raddest photo I've Most ever seen?" Yeah. I like it's Rain dumb. Wilson, though. Uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, maybe he's a dumbass outside of uh, acting. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of dumb. I mean, I like dogs. Um, <laughs> Despite the whole premise of this series of, um, you know, runt shot. of the litter, we're, we're, we're not actually advocates of sending dogs upstate. Uh, and this dog is no exception to that. He's cool. You Although know, we did find out that this dog died a few years ago, which sucks. Well, and it wasn't it like some famous dog, like famous leaping dog or something? I don't know. I know yeah. nothing about the dog other than what you said. In the hmm. I'm looking it up now. Well, now, you, now we have to. This is... I need to know more about this dog and this leaping ability. Uh, Weezer Ratitude. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't hate the uh, the typography. There's nice contrast there, but it's just. Well, it's got their stupid heavy metal it, kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I don't like the whole like lightning Ratitude, Ratitude thing. Yeah, no, distressed. Hmm. It's bad. I. I mean, just as we were somewhere between. Let's dance and low. I feel like sure. Maybe this is somewhere between let's yeah. dance and, and never let me never down. Let and me half. down. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, kind of let me down. I don't know. Yeah. It's 
Maybe it's just that I hate the album so much. Yes, it is. That it I, is. That I feel like I want to hate the cover. I feel like the cover fits for oh, what it is. Oh, it definitely fits, but it fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. No, <sighs> it, it's not a good cover. So it's a dog named Sydney. It doesn't go, it doesn't elaborate any more than that, but it was a National Geographic photo. Okay. How is this on the National Geographic? Like a dog's jumping in the Oh, the well, see, it links, it, it links to a whole interview. Uh, with the dog? Here. This is riveting podcast. Yeah. Mm. I think we need to oh, move on. Yeah, uh, no, it's not worth it. This is an episode of corrections and revisions for yeah, the next. Yeah, okay. Uh, any last... Oh, so, great uh, episode of, of Great episode Sound of Vision. Sound and Vision. David Bowie, thank you. Yeah. Hat uh, tip, but never let me down. Yeah, so, all right. Any final thoughts on uh, attitude? Uh, stop, don't. <sighs> Maybe don't, now we can never speak of it again. Don't allow your children to listen to it. <laughs> we Like, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why there are just like terrible people in the world. Um, huh. All right. Well, I, don't, I guess. Okay. Um, are, are we in agreement then that this is our send up state? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one is our state. Oh, okay. State. I Put actually thought sack. that, that no. you all actually, were going to say I, that the Bowie one was only because the, the fall, right? From Bowie. From, right. from the fall. And, and okay. just to hear such a beloved artist mm. where, you know, you know like, like, fall so low, but. But whereas Weezer, this is offensive to me. This yeah, album, this Ratatouille album, so I, I don't me. ever want to hear it again. I don't ever want to think about Correct. it again. That's the thing. And I don't. So here's the thing. Musically, that I would probably like this wouldn't grate my ears if I could like strip it from the the the. This is more in tune with the kind of music I would listen to. I I don't mind this era of music as much as the '80s rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. However, just the 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 message behind this is so offensive to me, hmm. and it's just like it's so egregiously cash grabby and like dumb. It's whereas dumb. whereas whereas Bowie was trying to accomplish something, he was trying to, and there's some redemption in, in that. Mm-hmm. That it was, it was, there was art involved and there was an attempt. Sure. At however poorly it was executed. Okay. Yeah. It, okay, it, I'll go with that. It's way easier to, to give Bowie a pass because again, like right. I said, Ratitude mm-hmm. just makes, all, all of your answers to the questions of Ratitude are cynical. Right, right. right. And, and if we're going to just rub one out of existence, it's got to be Ratitude. Right? <laughs> yeah. Get, get it out. Earlier today, I, I was going to go with um, with Never Let Me Down to go to the farm. Just because, like, based on the idea that we kind of initially had, which is that you adopt one, you leave the other one at the shelter for someone else to, to adopt. Yeah. Because, okay. like, I guess, like I said, I, I really do feel like some type of person is going to like what Ratitude has to offer and, and want to take that home. But that See, per- I think that never, person needs some help, though. Should, they shouldn't I, be responsible for the life of another creature. I think Never Let Me Down, it, it, at some point, that we're going to find the importance that it is as, you know, I think they're going to be... reevaluated We're going to reevaluate. I don't think it's ever yeah. going to really be well, redeemed. No, nor, but, nor should it, but... But we shouldn't punish it for mm-hmm. Bowie's attempt to. Well, yeah, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to go with your your whole everything you just said because because that's that sounds good to me. Like, sure, there, there's more substance somehow to the Bowie mm-hmm. one, even though it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't probably listen to either of them again for fun. So I could go either way, and I think you made a good point or a good uh, a good argument there as far as like which is which. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. I can be zen like about the existence of the Bowie. Sure, like I can accept that it's there, 
um, and that it was a, a misstep mm-hmm. that was kind of in a somewhere in the middle of a sequence really of missteps for Bowie. Yeah. But I can accept that it that it's there, that there's this sort of just boring and forgettable Bowie album. Whereas yeah. the the continued existence of Ratitude is just grating <laughs> to me. It's yeah. like Rivers Cuomo not only made this thing, but he made money off of it. Ooh. And and people listened and he to He probably it. thought it was good. And it did damage. Yeah. Um, and that poor dog is dead now, probably because of this <laughs> Probably album. because. Yep. Embarrassment. Yeah. Like, I, would, I feel much better with the idea that this dog is on the farm somewhere enjoying <laughs> yeah. a yeah. better existence yeah. than Ian. Hopefully it's a different farm than what Ratitude is going yeah, to. Yeah, correct. Ratitude yeah, is yes. going to... Put to Ratitude like... in another farm. Let this dog frolic <laughs> in happiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's take one more break and then we'll come back to wrap this thing up here. on Strange Currencies Podcast, closing out our uh, inaugural episode of Runt of the Litter. I like the format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I just request that we not do two episodes of Run to the of back the to litter, back. Back to ah, but I've, I've <laughs> got, this, I've got. This a was a very difficult one. week for me, Matthew. Mm. I am in a fragile state, and I don't <laughs> think I can handle. Much more of this. I will. Ugh. I promise I will not make you listen to Ratitude well, for any mm. more features on Strange Currencies. Well, thank you. Th- this album has now been discussed more on yeah. Strange Currencies than, than so many great albums that it's... it's thank yeah. you, Bob Dylan, for just a little mm-hmm. bit of redemption. Yeah, if it wasn't clear, we're adopting the Bob Dylan. We Absolutely. are adopting yeah. the Bob Dylan. I, I'll cuddle with him a little bit later <laughs> this week and feel better about the world yeah. and say, existence. Listen to that one over and over. It's okay. Fine. All right. It's fine. All right, any uh, closing thoughts uh, you all have? I don't think I had nearly as bad of a week as Glenn did. Maybe it's because I just skipped through Ratitude, like I said. Yeah, I I really didn't do a whole lot uh, um, listening Mm -hmm. to these until about a day and a half ago. Yeah. And knocked them all out in one one, um, fell swoop. But I've also been offsetting with all this pavement, too. So it's. Right, right. So that's palate cleanser. Yeah. Well, I I uh, I have been yeah. Speaking of palate cleanser, I've had to listen to Sloppy Jane. Uh, oh yeah, I'm appreciating it's good. it. It's good. It's that, a good one. It needed to. I needed that. Something um, actually creative. I was, I was just like yeah. knowing that there is this ratitude floating out there. <laughs> I needed to go back into the cave. There are ratitudes out there, man. Just floating. Around. Can I just go crawl into the cave with Sloppy Jane and mm-hmm. uh, time will crawl? Listen. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, I think we should probably just wrap this thing up. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll catch you all uh, next time. Yeah. I'm glad. Strain- oh. He's glad. <laughs> I'm glad. All right, I'm mad. Get out. Yeah, bye. <laughs>